Hi everyone, my name's Sophie, I'm a BA student, um, social work student and I am from Keefley. Hi, my name is Demi, I'm also a social work student, first year BA um, and I'm from Wyke. Hi everyone, my name is Maliha, I'm a second year law student and I'm from Shipley in Bradford. Hi everyone, my name is Abbas, I'm a master's student um, on the social work programme, also from Bradford. Okay, okay, so a few things we're going to talk about today are the situation Bradford is in right now. So does anybody want to start off speaking about how Bradford is for you guys? Maliha, do you want to start? Um, yeah, okay, so I've, I'm born and bred in Bradford. Um, grown up here, we went to schools here. I think it's a city with a lot of history, good and bad. Um, it's known for its textile mills, industry, um, a lot of like uh, South Asian immigration as well in Bradford. Um, it's known for its food. Um, hospitality sector, I'd say it's really thriving. But I'd say we have a lot of scars and we often get ignored a lot by the government, especially down south. We have a lot of potential in our city. Um, there's loads of room for improvements in a change from uh, Bradford, especially government investment. Yeah, I think that's um, correct. I think we have been let down by the government. A lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Abbas, have you got anything to say about that? I, I, yeah, I, I'll echo what Lee has said. Uh, Bradford's got a long history of uh, a lot of positives and over the last 20, 30 years, more, more sliding towards the negatives. Uh, as soon as there's a conservative government, we tend to get ignored a lot more. Yeah. Um, so we, 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 we pay, pay the price of like um, right-wing governments being elected uh, quite heavily, especially with austerity coming in. We, uh, a lot of our um, support from central government um, reduced significantly, um, and that has a knock-on effect and is coupled with issues around um, lowered investment in, in Bradford. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think austerity is um, a major crisis in Bradford at the moment. Um, the statistics from 2022, 44,000 children were living in poverty in Bradford. Um, and then that's not with the cost of living rapidly increasing. Council tax is rising by 4.99%, um, which is going to impact everybody, really. Yeah. Definitely. Not good. What do you think? Um, yeah, I totally agree. I echo with what you've said yourself. Um, there is it, there is a lot of uh, families living in poverty now in Bradford. Uh, when you look back on it historically, we're a city that were thriving, um, but in recent times it, it does seem to have declined um, quite rapidly. And again, yes, we've um, obviously um, the... Um, obviously, as well with the um, the government, the central government funding obviously lacking within Bradford, it has taken its toll on the families with the rising council taxes and things like that. Yeah, definitely. We uh, were on about uh, free school meals earlier, weren't we? Yeah. And um, sanitary products, especially for females. Like in Scotland, it's uh, free for women yeah. to have sanitary products. 
that thing should be the same as well. There's a lot of period poverty. Yes. Um, so I think university schools, public, wherever you go, that should be, like, in place. Yeah, it's definitely an inequality between, um, for young girls, um, women, that are experiencing periods. Um, I don't understand how sanitary products are taxed as a luxury when it's a natural... Yeah. It's a necessity. Necessity. Yeah. Yeah, it or is. Always looked down upon. Yeah, yeah, and it's because yeah. they're impure and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, Sorry, Mother Hill, what do you mean? What do you mean? The whole it's looked down upon. I, I, I didn't get that. Um, so like, um, What's like there's like a shame. No, like, what I'm asking is, what has the what has the ta- extra tax on sanitary products as luxury products got to do with anything about shame? Uh, I, I didn't get that. Like women's women's health and women having periods. So many people say that it's, they, it's just like you feel embarrassed to talk about it or you'll just be, you won't be listened to. And you think that contributes towards the increased taxation towards... No, but I'm just saying it's just an issue in general, oh, like okay. in terms of like right. government right. not yeah. like recognising yeah. it being like a necessity and the provision for it in like university schools. So like, for example, in Scotland, it's... Free for, uh, to buy in all yeah. shops and sorry, free and to buy. I'm sure it's free to buy. I think yeah. Yeah. Sanitary products are. You're not buying it if it's free. If you no, if you yeah, yes, yeah, like what I mean, free to, like to, to get. Okay. The, yeah. I didn't. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. That. I do agree with you that they shouldn't be taxed as luxury products. I think that's absolutely dis- disgraceful. I it's must a, say, during my access course last year. In the female toilets, there was a lot of sanitary products and it said free to take if okay. needed. Yeah, I can second um, that. That works same in my, my so college maybe as well. there's a movement on that now and people are recognising that. Yeah. Um, I think also in some cultures, it's um, it's not something you can go and ask for. Yeah. Sorry, which cultures? I, d- I, d- I don't know. Any? Um, oh, sorry, you just made that... Huge sweeping statement. Which you said, which cultures can't so, you ask? <laughs> I don't know. I had friends in school um, that, when we used to have chats about periods and things, um, it was something that was really embarrassing, and people would openly say that they wouldn't go and talk to the parents about um, menstrual. Um, Menstrual I agree. Cycle. Okay. Do you agree? I agree. With that? I've yeah. seen it in our community quite a lot. Right. Um, some children, or uh, they don't have that awareness of their, you know, menstrual health, or talking about it to their parents, even like to men as well. Yeah. There's no shame in talking to a man about periods. No. Like it's in so many like you know I've seen it in so many people like yeah. they can't talk about it. Because, no. you know, with menstrual health, it can be serious. So some women are on their periods all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not like a monthly thing. Some people have conditions of it. And um, I think, yes, in South Asian community, it can be seen as a is a shame in some families. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I've never seen that. That's interesting. Yeah, I've seen I, it. I've never seen I that. I mean, I, I Like, when they're fasting and stuff, um, oh, no, 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 don't eat in front of your family. OK, so yeah. sh- shall, we, shall we move on to... Um, Thinking about the future and the city of culture in Bradford 2025, what do you think this will do for you and your friends and family? What change do you think it's going to have upon um, civilians in Bradford? I think it's good, and but it'd be more good if we actually got 
actual investment from the government. Yeah. That's what we need to be to be looking at. Instead of it just maybe just being recognised as a title, we've got City of Culture. What they're actually doing for us long term for our city, that is what is is going to be yeah. important. Yeah, and we're going to be forgotten about after twenty twenty five. Yeah. Um, yeah, investment because it's we can't celebrate the City of Culture of Bradford just until the twenty twenty five. I'm kind of glad that it's. Um, it's bringing equality and it's celebrating different cultures. Um, I'm, yeah, I find that really good because I feel like there's a lot of diversion in Bradford sometimes. Um, so I feel as though it has um, been awarded the City of Culture as well. It has put Bradford more on the map. On the map. Yeah, yeah. 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 As Bugs and Malone had said, money on the map, Bradford on the map. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think I'd, I'm excited to see what comes of it. I'm excited to see, like, if we're going to be having festivals, um, the different food. Are we going to get, like, more food places? Yeah. I know we've got a lot of food places in Bradford. I think it's more government presence. Mm. Just having the government, like, they come, like, what, once a year to our yeah. city, or, I don't know, let's say the king, or, I don't know, Rishi Sunak or something. Yeah. We need to have more government presence. Yeah. If you're running the country, you need to look at our city as well. Just don't come once a year because of our food or of our culture or something. Yeah, there definitely. needs to be actual government collaboration with Bradford. I think that's going to work hand in hand as well because if they're coming up here and recognising our city, people are going to respect them more by seeing them they're interested involved. in us. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not just coming for a ticker box approach. No. That we need to go to Bradford because it's on our agenda. Yeah. It needs to be like, you know, we want to build a relationship with Bradford, we want to invest and we want to consider the interests of the Bradfordians. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. What are young people most emboldened about, impassioned about in Bradford? I.e. climate change, cost of living, access to opportunities? What do you guys think? The third one. The third one? Yeah. Um, climate change, I'm not saying it's not an important issue, but a lot of young people, before they can start thinking about or give enough importance to the climate change, they've got to like know that they've got a decent chance of earning a living and providing yeah. for families and all the basic necessities. And a lot of our young people, men and women, uh, struggle accessing the same kind of opportunities in Bradford. And they have done for the last 30 to 40 years. Um, Whenever northern investment is mentioned by central governments, by Labour and Conservatives, it's always directed, or almost always directed at Leeds. Um, yeah. So yeah. Bradford always, um, gets always ignored. gets ignored, yeah. loses out. I agree. Um, one that you mentioned just before we started that Bradford um, loses a lot of a lot of people. People yeah. move out, young people leave. There's yeah. a massive brain drain in Bradford, uh, where a lot of our best and brightest leave the city to go work in other other parts mm. of the country. It's because the opportunities aren't here. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Money, and the money's not here. Yeah, yeah like definitely. Like we could, once we qualify, we could be making good salary. A good salary. What, of what you earn in London here? Yeah. Why do we have to go to Manchester or London? Yeah. Like I'm doing a law degree, and for us, it's seen as like going to the bigger cities is more opportunities because all the magic circle firms yeah. are in there. But why can't these magic circle firms come to Bradford? Yeah, definitely. So for my like degree, I'd say more lawyer opportunities should be in Bradford, especially from the top big fee earners. Yeah. Because they're just making people apply for ones like in London because of their you know financial, you know. Yeah. yeah. Thing. There was a time where a where a, a lawyer solicitor was considered a reasonably well-paid profession. That's just not the case anymore. They're on 
late 20s, low 30s. Yeah. It's the same as social workers, police mm-hmm. officers, teachers. Um, and like you say, Sophie, once the social workers qualify, they will have some level of reasonable income. But it's similar with the nurses now. There's been like what? But with the cost of living, yeah. it's just There's been a 35% yeah. reduction in their income over the last several years. There's this whole hoo-ha about the nurses asking for a 35% pay raise. They're asking for a 35% a repayment of lost yeah. earnings that yeah, they're asking definitely. for their lost earnings to come back to them, not the not a pay raise. Yep. Um, so I th- I'd think, because we work a fair bit with um, with young people, a lot of uh, young men especially, and I can't speak as effectively for for young women, but for young men, Asian men in Bradford, especially, there's a real lack of opportunity, even if they are reasonably well educated. We have a massive underemployment issue with the Asian uh, community in Bradford. So you've got really bright young men and women who are well qualified, uh, very capable. And when they join blue chip firms um, and uh, corporations, they just can't seem to get promoted. So they're either stuck at frontline jobs or uh, very low level management jobs. And why do you think that is? Do you think that's um, it's, oppressive? Uh, it's straight up racism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is that. The, 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 the studies, the research very clearly suggests it's cultural yeah, racism. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what the solution to that is. What you'll see in Bradford is a lot of younger people. And when I say younger, I mean once they kind of head towards the 30s, they'll start to break off from the blue chip companies um, and they'll set up shop for themselves. Right, okay. Their own little institution, yeah. their own little charity or law firm mm. or some other kind of agency. Um, to provide services because they'll find that they can't really move upwards in the larger organisations yeah, yeah. without eating a lot of crow. Yeah. No, yeah. It's I very political. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Mm. Is it, um, Leah, do you think it's political? Do you think it's just... St- a hierarchy, I'm saying, in terms I, of um, yeah, jobs uh, and moving Systematical up. racism. Yeah, that's it, institutional problems. You see, that, that term there, institutional racism, yeah. I have a bit of an issue with that because it kind of blames oh, it's everyone's fault. No, no, it's no, the no. Company's this is structures, fault. structures. But isn't it individuals? Isn't it just that racist git over there who kind of makes your life hard for yeah. the last next six months? So you think, you know what, I'm going to move, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, so the structures mm. are based from people. This is what I'm mm. saying. Their racism, their views, conceptions, the way they... But then they, when they come pa- together, because yeah. usually it's not just a one person decision. It's a collective. Mm. Collective, yeah. yeah. I was reading this paper the other day that one of the problems with institutional racism or kind of concepts like institutional racism is that it often lets bad players off the hook. Mm. You know, like that individual so-and-so who's making life that little bit extra difficult for the person of colour. And if uh, the West Yorkshire cricket uh, thing was very kind of relevant to this, institutional racism was blamed for the culture there. Um, and if the people were arguing that if individuals were blamed and pulled out quicker, bad mm. players, bad actors were pulled mm. out quicker, that fixed the problem a lot quicker than trying to do an overhaul mm. of the of the whole system. Do you think Bradford's got a lot of racism in um, it? Yes or no. Being a very multicultural... Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. Uh, answer, yes Malika. No. That, that's a good yes answer. No. That, yeah. and Even though it's diverse, there are still a lot of big problems within yeah. corporations and everywhere. Yeah. I mean, racism is everywhere you go. Yeah, right? just everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you, you can to... just pinpoint it down to, is there a lot in Bradford? It, it's a global yeah. problem, in Yeah, it? definitely. Yeah. But I'm thinking, do you think the city of culture is going to impact the racist views on Bradford? 
because I educate people. I've seen on Facebook quite a lot of comments when they've been talking about the city of culture and um, even when somebody from a um, a different ethnic group to the person that's commenting, they'll put "Oh, city of culture strikes again," like just small racist comments. Mm. But then I also hope at like the festivals and like if Bradford's going to be bringing people together, they're going to get a taste of each cultures and it's going to knock those stereotypes yeah. of that culture, yeah. hopefully. I think I like your question about opportunities and stuff. I think the opportunities thing is an issue, like you were saying. Um, there are so many young, talented people yeah. who have come out of university or who are not even getting to university stage, they're stuck in college, wherever. Uh, we're not equipping young people with employment skills, I feel. We're not teaching people about CVs, cover letters, giving them the people skills. It's just, you know, we're not even educated about, let's say, tax, the life skills. Life skills need to be embedded into our systems yeah. because a lot of young people, um, they don't have their employment skills. But the government keeps saying that, oh, we're, well. gonna, we're equipping people with, um, you know, apprenticeships and this and that. But uh, in practice, people don't have their employment skills. No, no, I think um, budgeting skills as well should yeah. be taught in education. Definitely. A lot of children get, it's, yeah. you know, the terminology when they say, when they're eight, when they're 16, they're out. And, you know, it happens yeah. a lot in my culture that, oh, well, I've just got to look after them until they're 16, until they're 18, and then they're out on their own. But then who's going to teach them about budgeting? Yeah. Um, and then they fall into a place of poverty, food poverty. Yeah. Um, and then nobody talks to them about how what services are out there so like back to the um to the skills and stuff employment skills i i believe that you only get employment advice when you uh with already with a service so for instance if you've already got social services or you're in leaving care they'll say oh there's a service here whereas when you leave school you do your a levels Nobody says, oh, here, if you want some advice on how to get a job... So I'm expecting to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, 18-year-olds yeah. aren't going to want to Google and no. um, find that I help know. themselves, and then mm. they're just going to grow up not knowing, and then they're not getting the help and support that's out there. I don't know how to receive these cover letters. My parents are not educated, so I do everything myself. I'm yeah. the first to be going to university. Do you not so think I'm, like, helping like... my brothers as well. Do you not yeah. think it's like um, cuts and things that have uh, had an impact on this though? Because like I remember when I was younger and they did have a service called Connections, I think yeah, it was, and um, that sort of helped us at school age with like um, employment, Sexual what we wanted health. to go, yeah, yep. things like that. Um, but I don't think that's a thing anymore, is it? No, I don't mm. think it is. Um, I don't think there's one in Keefer where I'm from. Um, there was a bit of, I don't know if you guys did PSHC in primary school, you know, yeah. personal social health development education. There was a bit of that in primary school, then it stopped when I got into secondary school. I got it in secondary, not I primary, didn't. but I know they do do that in primary now. Yeah. So, thinking about the future, this is a question that I like because I'm from Keyflet. What is different in Keyflet, or what will be different in Keyflet in 20, by 2030? Well... Keyflet is like a ghost town at the moment. There's nothing for children, like young children, um, young teenagers. Um, you literally just see them out on the streets and people are calling the police on them because they're being loud or they're causing havoc. But what else are they meant to do? At least they're not sat at home on their playstations and they're getting out, they're meeting the friends, but then they're getting into trouble for it. Um, the funding in Keyflet is ridiculous. 
Um, what, what ridiculous how? Because I know a little bit about funding in Keithley, but go on. It's I, d- I don't know my figures, but I know. No, that I don't. I'm, forgive me. I'm not asking for figures. I'm just asking for an overall picture. Okay. What's your What's your thoughts? So I feel like, as well as Bradford, the funding that the government give to Bradford social services has been cut dramatically. Ah, social for, services. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then from that money it goes into the Keyflay. What Keyflay get? I believe mm-hmm. that they split oh, yeah, okay. it. Yeah. Um, so Keyflay get like the crumbs. Um, I the think youth clubs in Keyflay have all been shut. They use them mm-hmm. as where you can hire them out for party venues. Um, they did start doing the the parks. The, the mm-hmm. council have been going around. Do you, do you know what that's called, Abbas? I, I don't know. I don't know what the parks the initiative is called. We I do some um, sporting, volunteering with a number of sports clubs. And what we'll say this is Keyflay Sports Facilities for Young People, Young Men mainly, is, um, is 20, maybe 30 years ahead of what Bradford has. Uh, Bradford mm. is significantly behind in um, recreational facilities for young people compared to what Keith Lee, what Skipton have. Um, yeah. I th- in regards to crumbs, I, by 2030, I, 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 after the, uh, the City of Culture thing has wrapped up and increased diverse attention has been brought into Bradford, I'd love if Bradford got back to where it was about a decade and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bradford yeah. is actually on the downward slope, especially in terms of social services and services for, for the vulnerable, the elderly, the young. You know, the vulnerable people in our societies, yeah. um, they, they've got it the worse as a result of austerity and for the last, yeah. what is it, 11, Definitely. 12, 13 years of government, of Tory government. And I think um, that's where I'd, I'd be happy if we got back to where we were pre-austerity, I'd yeah. say. Uh, and if um, the city of culture brought us there, I think that that'd be quite an achievement in itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you're, you're absolutely right about how the austerity and poverty affects. I think getting young people out as well. COVID has a significant has had a significant impact yeah. on young people's mental health. Um, opportunities like you know extracurricular sports activities. I think there needs to be more of an outreach of that in schools and I think universities as well, because we want to be. We'd, we need to get people out of their homes. We're always on our phones and PlayStations. Yeah. It's not good for your mental health, being on tech all the time. They need to be doing physical activity. And we have got, like, amazing... Ten minutes. Oh, we've got... OK. We've, we've got amazing views in Bradford, haven't we? We're talking about all the negatives, but, like, all you need to do is go a mile or two out and you're out there in the countryside. It's amazing, breathing that fresh air. You do have nice... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... Uh, I, I really liked what Malia said. Uh, a lot of people... Um, are stuck at home yeah. and when they're stuck at home they've got not a lot to do so they, yeah. they'll go on their phones a lot yeah. of the times personally I'm not really that offended by online gaming for young people because it's quite a social thing they do they have yeah. other people that commun- who they're communicating with but having the resources to leave your home go to a nice place take yeah. the time out take the time off work etc uh, arrange transportation is all quite difficult for yeah. a lot of yeah. people um, and I'd say that's where the third sector comes in. That's one thing I'm really proud of in Bradford. The third sector, the charity sector, the volunteer yeah. sector, yeah, is very, very active. Mm. Um, we at Better Communities Bradford, we, are, uh, we have recently received a, a significant amount of funding from uh, reaching communities. And uh, one of the things, uh, the main thing we're doing that is mental health for BAME women, yeah. Uh, yeah. whereby we provide qualified, trained therapists on-site um, during their arts and crafts and sewing and other kind of classes yeah. that they have. We, we also have um, trained therapists, female th- therapists who speak the language, 
um, at absolutely no cost uh, to the ladies mm -hmm. because, like Malia said, it's been recognised that this yeah. increased social, social isolation within the community is having a real detrimental mm -hmm. impact. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and health as well, like within the South Asian community, diabetes and you know heart conditions, um, we're quite high in our like health issues. Yep. So um, especially, I say the older generation are slowly beginning to realise that they need to go on walks more. Yeah. I've seen that a lot with my relatives, like, you know, just going for walks in the parks and for, like running and jogging. And it's really refreshing to see yeah. loads of aunties jogging <laughs> in the park. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so what do you think, What if we could go um, down to the council today and say, give them a list of services or support that they need to do to give young people a better chance at life, what would we go and say to them? Assuming they had the resources. Or assuming that they had all the money, all the resources, they could do anything, not too extreme, but like if we could just sit down at a table and say, right, give us your money, we're going to put this here, there and there, if it were down to us to go on. Personally, I think um, that Bradford, it needs more leisure facilities for young people and families. Um, take, for instance, like the Richard Dunn Centre. They've closed that down. They've built a new swimming pool. The swimming pool, it's got no fun resources in, like, what the Richard Dunn Centre was. For me, personally, I think if they did something like, say, for instance, um, Barnsley Metrodome and put quite a lot of things into that building and opened it up back for families and children, young people, um, I think that would be... Quite good. Like at yeah, Olympics exactly. field. So you know how Birmingham and I think it's London, obviously they had the Olympics, right? I'm not saying that we can't have that in the future, maybe, who knows? But I'm saying something like that because Olympics brings a diversity of sports yeah. together. So if we have something like that, everybody can get involved. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, again, back to what Demi said, it's, it's good having these leisure facilities, but then I think Abbas, you also mentioned about how would they get there. Mm -hmm. I think, like... Um, once you reach a certain age, you get a free bus pass. I think that they should try and give, um, like, families that are below the poverty line, um, they should give them a bus pass. Not that they can use every single day, but say that they can have, like, three, three days where they can go on a bus for free. Yeah. At least they're getting about, they've got that opportunity to get to where they need to be. Yeah. It's not giving them a car... It's just saying, working with the transport, you can and saying, go to places. can we do this for families yeah. that mm. can get on a bus for free? Children are free, yeah. but then if the parents... How much is a bus ticket? It's about £5. Mm. If there's two parents in that, that's £10 just to go yeah. out and then to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And if you live in the middle of Bradford, where the, the poverty deprivation is so high and the life expectancy is 11, 11 years between living in the in the Bradford city to living in Ilkley is 11 years, 9 to 11 years difference. Yeah. So if we could get these people out of the houses, get them on a bus up to build or get them somewhere where they can go out and get that fresh air, it's going to be good for the mental health, the physical health, and it's going to give the children more opportunities to get yeah. out instead of being yeah. stuck in. Um, I also think like the if people are living in absolute poverty... The only way that they can feed themselves after paying the bills is to go get crime. So then they're going and doing... Um, committing crimes, committing to, crimes yeah, to, survive. to survive. Drugs. 
drugs, yeah. Knife crime. Have you seen that knife angel? And I think it's gone now. Yeah, yeah. That was quite a... I think that had a message. Yeah, it did. Like, just seeing it, it had a very big message. Because where have all those knives been? What have they been involved yeah. in? And now they're there. People have had the courage to mm. hand them in or they've been confiscated, they saved lives. Um, Awareness as well. Yeah, definitely. Abbas, yeah. are you okay? Yeah, I think... Um, I, I think the problems that you all mentioned are very real. Um, but I think they stem from a much a much more prevalent problem of massive lack of opportunity for young people to earn reasonably well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the poverty, the lack of resources, lack of facilities, the crime, a lot of that, so much of that goes back to, well, so bloody hard to get a decent job that pays yeah. reasonably yeah. well without breaking your back. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think if, if so, back to your original question, if I could I don't know, wave a magic wand and say, okay, this this particular issue, would, I'd like that to be fixed. I'd probably ask for government intervention, increasing employment yeah. opportunities and entrepreneurship opportunities in the in Bradford. That 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 contribute to fixing so much more. I'd say after education, it's that. Yeah. Education first and then employment opportunities and um, entrepreneurship opportunities in Bradford. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, think the problems are, they, they do stem from hierarchy, don't they? Yeah. They come from, they're coming from high above and it's just the people sort of distributing the big it's not, it's not linked to a city's like, trauma or no. problems no. or whatever. They're not understanding the no. position, like you're saying, Conservative Party. Loads of them are from like upper class, rich, yeah. privileged backgrounds. They can't understand from a working class perspective. No, and I kind of, I kind, I do, I don't understand. I don't agree with it, but I kind of understand that if they don't know and they've not seen it, they're gonna have a view on it. Yeah. If not everybody is open to, oh, mm. you know, getting to know somebody or getting to know something. I'm not saying that councillors shouldn't get to know because they definitely should. They should get to know the community that they're going to be making decisions in. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of prejudice is because they're uneducated. And just because there's a, a few BAME people in the government doesn't mean there isn't risk. No. So, like, we've, OK, we've got a South Asian Prime Minister, South Asian Home Secretary. Some of their views are quite uh, questionable as well. Questionable? Yeah. Out and out racist? Yes, Exactly. Swallow Braveman's recent comments have been absolutely, yeah. completely despicable. The immigration stuff that she's doing is not mm. representative of what... They keep saying the British public, and that's another very scary thing. Like It's not representative yeah. of us. It, it's no. classic politics, though. Uh, things aren't going quite right. Things are going quite badly, actually. So, you know what? Let's divide. Let's blame the Pakistani men for treating this community. Um, British values really poorly. So she actually did. She didn't even qualify. She didn't even say some Pakistani men or there's a group Pakistani of Pakistani men. men. She just said Pakistani males. Wow. I mean, and this country swallowed it. This country accepted it to a very large degree. Yeah. She should have been bought before That's some kind slander. of parliamentary committee yeah. and fired for that comment. Yeah. Can yes. you imagine saying that about the Jews or and the black yeah. people? Yeah. Can you imagine that? And she mm -hmm. just straight out and said it. Yeah. So it's not even a little bit racist. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. You know, Swell Braverman is a racist, even if she's a brown one. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, an awful yeah. comment because you can't say it all Pakistani males. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I actually missed that, but... Yeah. She just said Pakistani males. Yeah, they're responsible for OK, guys, it. something a bit more positive. Um, City of Culture, what are you hoping... One thing each. For, uh, I'll start. For me, I think 
it'll bring a lot of um, attention to the diverse cultures and beauty of the diversity of Bradford. Yes. There's a lot of cultures here, a lot of different um, uh, people, very rich. And I think City of Culture is a great thing in bringing that positive attention to Bradford. One, one more each. I am excited to see people coming together. I'm hoping and praying that it's going to change somebody's racist views on Bradford. Um, I hope that, yeah, I just hope people come together and be happy and get to know one another. And even just, like, as a community, get together and make friends and show love. Yeah, community. I, I just want to echo what you've just said, Sophie, and I think as well um, it's going to bring a lot more cultural awareness and mm. it'll help to educate people as well. Yeah, yeah, like you guys are saying, getting the diversity and the cultures up out there and hopefully government investment long-term for our city. Yes. Inshallah, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Guys, and, um, yeah, thank you for your time today. Thank you. And it's been great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.